Hello, welcome to Riot Act Reviews, part of the Riot Act podcast. You can listen to me, Stephen Hill, and him, Renfrey Deadman. Say hello, Renfrey. Hello, Renfrey. How are you? Oh, I knew he was going to do that. You can listen to the two of us chatting all things musical every Friday. All things musical. That makes it sound like we're going to do fucking West Side Story or something. We, we mean music. We're going to be talking. We might We might do West Side Story, to be perfectly honest. Uh, we are branching out a wee bit. So, wee you know, bit. who knows? Yeah. Might do movies and books and recipes for cakes and all kinds of things. But that's not what we do on this part of the show. This is where we dedicate our time specifically to an album that has just come out that we are thoroughly interested in um we've already started off 2022 by reviewing a massive album by the weekend and we are going to juxtapose that by reviewing a very cool band who we have reviewed previously uh back in 2020 when we reviewed their third album veil of imagination wilder run and the album's called uh epigony yeah epigony epigony Epigon? I thought it, I thought it might be Epigon. I quite like um, Epigony. I like Epigony. Yeah, it sounds like Epiphany, yeah. which I like. Um, oh, I've had an Epigony. Um, mm. Yeah, I, but I I don't actually know how it's pronounced. Let's uh, call it Epigony. Yeah, because that phonetically feels good in my mouth. Um, <laughs> it's the fourth album from the Boston-based progressive metal band. As I said, we did review their previous record veil of imagination which is an album which you were very very keen on weren't you renfrey very keen on indeed yeah i mean i feel like we both were weren't we Mm. i I thought we were both really really impressed with it in terms of Mm. you know they released that last album it was actually their third album veil of imagination um hadn't heard of them at all and then century media picked up on it and re-released that record and we reviewed Mm -hmm. it when it was re-released and just really impressed with their mixture of um extreme metal elements i guess they have like death metal elements and stuff like that uh progressive elements as well Mm -hmm. and classical elements i think they're like all three of those things put together i find it really difficult to think of another band who put those three elements together as well as wilderundi opeth I had a feeling, I had a feeling you'd say, Opeth, you have fallen for my trick. The reason, so Extreme Metal Elements, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm saying this because last time I mentioned Opeth quite a lot when we reviewed <laughs> yes. uh, the previous <laughs> Wilder yes. Run album. And Which, it did actually get you a little bit rosy cheeked, didn't I, it, Renfrew? Well, well, just from the point of view that like Opeth is, it, it, to, to not mention Opeth, look, if you like opeth particularly that era of opeth that so many particularly metal fans absolutely adore like from maybe still life up to and including watershed let's say mm-hmm. some people might say up to and including Ghostwriter, whatever if you really like that period the chances that you're like this are immensely high and yes there are loads there's there's a lot of opeth in it however the reason why i was a bit like well, i don't got about opeth too much um is because i think there is more to this band than that and in terms of mixing extreme metal elements and progress progressive metal elements obviously opeth yes absolutely what i think you're missing there is the classical elements opeth have a little bit of classical stuff here and there and they have done gigs with orchestras and blah 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 um but i not not in the manner that wilderen do i mean wilderen have a member of the band i don't think he's a touring member of the band but they have a member of the band who is dedicated to working on the classical 
arrangements it's him and the bassist works on them as well so and I, I think you can really hear that in Wilder and stuff and I think that really marks them out is what I would say yeah well I was going to say that will probably be the last time I actually mention Opeth in this review thank because, you because <laughs> yes I am impressed with this band and I was impressed last time I don't think just to be clear I don't think it's an, uh, yeah, it wasn't meant as an insult to compare it to Go no. Reveries no 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 I no, fucking love Go Through Reveries and I yeah. love that thing and we've done it it's... as a classic album and we both adore that yeah. record I, I just and think there's more to them than just that it, it is very you know it's you know it's you know no one is i don't think anyone would suggest that they don't sound like opeth at all and they yeah. are very much within that ethereal prog metal world of the you mentioned the kind of early to mid noughties era of that band and maybe a bit of i would say between the buried and me at their their calmest and more assured like there are times yes. where as as we've recently discussed between the buried and me can be a little bit um a little bit too much yeah a little bit over the top i think and yeah. look again we both really like between the buried and me but for me i think and i'm pretty sure I, I i'm speaking for both of us when i say that between the buried and me are probably at their best when they are very very clear at following a more defined linear path uh, for I the think. most part yeah I, I, yeah I for the most part i wouldn't want to like impose that as a solid rule but yeah for the most part i mean we're mainly reacting mm. to the fact that neither of us particularly like colors too and how yeah. utterly frenetic and chaotic it was i think mm. it's an interesting comparison with wilderun because there there's absolutely no doubt whatsoever that there are so many elements thrown into this record you have elements of well there are choirs there are synth elements there are strings there are what sounds like either a banjo or a mandolin maybe both you know as well as all the usual other guitar and bass and drums that you have on top of it um so there certainly is a kitchen sink quality to this but i don't think it ever felt like it was trying to like show shock off you. or shock you or no, like there's no hard handbrake left turns is there there always felt like there was a reason for it like whatever they were mm. doing there always felt like there was a reason and there are bits of it that there's some crazy guitar tapping tolers and stuff like that but mm. it wasn't just it never ever felt like it was there for the sake of it like i did you know and there were often times on colors too where i did feel that it was almost a kind of like look what we can do kind of thing and what between the buried me can do is incredibly impressive but in terms of an album that i want to sit down and listen to i think this is a far more uh in in, in tr entrancing journey as a result of that well i'll tell you where it, it it certainly rises above that for me and and that is keeping its powder dry for the longest time showing like significant amounts of restraint now mm. the the you've got the opening track um on the record exhaler and then wool gatherer which is 14 minutes and 11 seconds long so yeah. you know prog metal long as fuck yeah. probably you yeah. and you go like oh but we kind of know what we're in for here yeah exhaler's around, around four and a half minutes isn't yeah it? and four, then you've got four minutes yeah. 44 yeah so you know you're looking at nearly 19 minutes of material in the first two tracks and exhaler it's a very metal song title but it's not 
a very metal song it's not a metal song at if, all. if you took that song out of context and said here's a new band and didn't give anyone any context at all there would be nothing in that song to whatsoever to suggest that they had anything to do with metal um no. it's far more i think the folk elements for this album have really come to the fore there were quite a few folk elements on veil of imagination but even more so here and we've had an issue i think what's really interesting about Wilderun for us in particular is so much of what they utilize elements of folk metal elements of power metal which i know we mentioned quite a lot in veil of imagination you know whilst i don't think either of us would ever you know seriously say that those things are bad things that they're really not our cup of tea generally it's just not our bag a lot of the time but i think the way that Wilderun do them you know they they we're not always fans of that folk metal stuff but it sounds full and rich here as opposed to sounding like someone dressing up in medieval clothing and playing a fipple flute you know you it, basically it's like you're reading my notes sorry what mate. you're saying here. i, I, yeah, I, no, I, I will I'll let you continue here but yeah uh, well no i was just going to say in terms of before we get into that that folk metal stuff um the second track again wall gather it's 14 minutes something long there's no indication it's going to be metal at all. And then you would imagine they would go into something quite metally quite quickly. But they don't. And it's um, it's probably, if you are going, if you are looking at it in kind of, quote unquote, heavy guitar music terms at all, for the first nine, ten minutes of the record, the closest thing you could get to it would be something like Porcupine Tree, who are not a traditionally yeah. heavy band at all yeah and in 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 uh, just to keep on brand it's about eight minutes in uh just because mm. accuracy uh but yeah around eight minutes in is when when it's suddenly like oh yeah they're a metal band <laughs> you know and yeah. yeah that restraint is is i think very actually whilst it sounds counterintuitive when it comes to music which has so many things going on with it i actually think it's really important and and this uh, is a really strong quality of this record yeah yeah and it just makes everything seem really heavy when it does come in exactly so heavy really really heavy really good i mean that 40 dynamics, minute long as we went yeah. on about all the fucking time but yeah dynamics. wall gatherer is great so and good. the folky stuff to get onto the folky stuff now yes you're right folk metal is usually some nerd in a fucking hessian skirt with dirty dreads and a painted face playing iron maiden riffs over some fucking hey nonny nonny bullshit right like i mean you were being quite nice about it i was, Fuck it. I, I, was I, hate, I hate i hate i hate it it's crap right but that's not to say yeah. yeah but that's not to say so the thing is is that you like i think i go folk metal and I go, ugh. But when I think metal, I go, yes. And when I think folk music, certain type of folk music, I go, yeah, great. Yes, right? yeah, same. Now, you know, my mum was into some fairly kind of jaunty folk music, which I was like, too much. And I think we, we discussed the... Um, the Merca album in yeah. early 2020, which I was like, this is too fucking folk fiddly, song, giddly, I like, believe. You know, yes. Yeah. The fing- one, the one, your- the one where it yeah. is just folk. Yes. yes yeah. Yes. Finger in your ear going, all that shit. Like I was like, no, not for me. Absolutely not. It's generally um, not my bag either. I, I, mm. I have, I, I like it more than you, but it's, you know, I, there's other elements of folk that I prefer. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. But here you get a, you get metal being influenced by folk. You get metal, and then you get a type of folk metal that is 
rather than being influenced and i think this is what's quite cool about because i'd always thought like american folk metal you've never you haven't really had it you get kind of very folk metal feels like a really european thing to me right yeah like yeah. super european and here i think you get more kind of contemporary americana american influenced folk a woody guthrie a bob dylan whatever you want yeah. to kind of chuck in there i think that is the type of folk music that i would that i like and i want to yeah. listen to and hearing that juxtaposed alongside progressive metal is really cool i i agree i think there's a lack of i think there's a i think there's a cheesiness in the european folk stuff which which just isn't to my taste um and and but the the more american folk stuff um it lacks that cheesiness which to, for my ears for my taste is a good thing obviously wilderness from boston um so that kind of makes sense not that you have to be from a place to play that style of music because that argument is insane isn't it uh but um yeah I, I i absolutely agree with you i think um i think that the folky elements on this are very much yeah that woody guthrie thing's not too bad a thing i mean it's more expansive than that because there's more instrumentation than that than what you yeah but get that's on... the progress that's the prog metal but stuff but the i think the actual yeah, yeah, yeah. like and kind of i guess yeah. the americana folk influence stuff like yeah. feels really of that ilk rather Very than much so. you know like i say a bloke in a fucking flat cat with a pipe and like a sort of amish beard like in a big woolly jumper going mm. hing, 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 drinking cider or something like do you know what i mean like can't yeah. can't have don't want that womad shit mm-hmm. anyway um <laughs> uh it's also a male voice choir as you mentioned a male voice choir at the end of that song which makes it sound oddly welsh yes yeah 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 i mean there's there's a few choirs on this record um i I, Mm. it's not always a male voice choir but but there are some there's some big choral moments throughout the album and it says a lot i think that it always sounds impressive but it never gets old i don't think Mm. the the choral stuff um and again i think that is down to sometimes showing elements of restraint but sometimes going in there really hard and heavy and i really really like that i think the the choral stuff sounds absolutely awesome on this record and fair fucking play to him because because you know that opening song or those first two songs that is quite the bar to set for the rest of the record isn't it that is that is that is you know you're you're leaving the rest of your album with some considerable heavy lifting to do yeah yeah and i would and i would suggest you know like i'm not entirely saying that wall gatherer is the best song on the record i think it's quite once you've heard that you do go wow that was that was quite the journey that 14 minutes and 11 seconds there's quite a lot going on there um but fair play to them that they come in with passenger the next song and you get some massive symphonic stuff Mm. cradle of filth-esque symphonic stuff which is you know again not usually the sort of thing that i would go i do like cradle of filth but not usually the sort of thing that i would usually go for mm. but i think their utilization of these elements are they're very good at utilizing them and not like you said it doesn't seem cheesy and it doesn't feel like they over egg it exactly. too much so i think that was that was quite i think that was quite cool I, um, I heard a few sort of tall elements on that track as well just in the mm-hmm. kind of rhythms and 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 polyrhythms and so on and so forth i thought there was some certainly late there's one bit later on that i was yeah. like oh my god this is very tall yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and and again you know the tall stuff comes up a little bit not like not all the time but again i think just because it's little like sprinklings of it 
it, this is clearly a band who are taking in influences from so many different things and rather than going you know i think this is why i wanted to avoid the o word um a little bit just because whilst that is an obvious influential influence i think there are a bunch of other stuff as well you know i mean we haven't even started talking about the synth elements on it yet which is definitely something that the o band would not use um so but because they keep changing it up but doing so in a in a manner which feels cohesive and makes sense i think it's a i think that's a really well composed you know when we talk about things that are well composed and well put together that's the sort of thing that we're talking about having all those elements together having your cake and being able to eat it but also it making some form of sense rather than it sounding like a hodgepodge of lots of different ideas and i think Wilderen managed to do that for the entire length of this record just like they did on Veil of Imagination as well and we're talking about an hour long record you know it's very mm. impressive yeah yeah we are I mean I have to say I think there are um there's a middle part of the record which feels a lot more kind of ethereal and dreamlike um to me which uh gives it a bit of a sag I okay. think in the middle there's a, a slight sag in the middle I think I think the opening of it is like holy shit and we'll talk about the ending which is pretty holy shit as well um and I don't think anything really. I think what it's what bookends this record is 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 the best stuff on the yeah. record, in my personal opinion. I, I um, that's interesting that you say that. Um, I mean, now that you're saying it, I can see a fairly a relatively minor sag in the middle of the record, but I think it is a very I think it's very, very minor. I think it is. I think a sag. I think calling it a sag feels a bit harsh as well because Mm. I don't think it's actually like oh things have sagged. Or I mean, we spoke about when we spoke about, for example, we spoke. We 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 called the the middle of that weekend album that you know the the mid album slump. Yeah, and it's because there were a couple of songs where I was like, this isn't actually really that good. That did feel like a slump. I don't think there's any point on this album where it gets like anything less than really good really good you know yeah i think it's very engaging throughout but i have to say it is bookended by i think two two songs at the start or or three songs at the start and four songs at the end which are just yeah like really well it's one song at the end really isn't it it's really Really. one song at the end but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that is that is proper exceptional um i mean yeah so sort, sort of a lo- sweet i guess um yeah, it's, so it's, it's the last four songs are called distraction one distraction two distraction three and distraction nuller and which feels like a prequel they, almost like I, I don't know i don't know what is nuller like zero i'm not sure because i thought it was like i guess nil. So. i don't know i don't know I'm, I, I, I don't know maybe yeah. um the riff on the second part is which is like it reminded me of snm it's like michael Kamen's uh arrangements on snm and metallica's guitar tones as well feels like you're and... reading from my notes now um oh, right, okay. that, <laughs> that might feel like a really obvious comparison to make i'm glad you said it because you know when you think of metal and orchestration a lot of people are going to go to snm but there is something really cayman-esque about the orchestrations in this on this album they swoop in and out don't it's they? the swooping and, yeah yeah and it's the it's the it's the first time on the record that they do i guess you'd call it thrash riffs like there's yeah ext- there's there's death metal riffs there's prog metal riffs i think you know we've mentioned sort of tall and that kind of rubbery polyrhythmic stuff but in terms of like 
thrash like thrash that's the only time i think you get that kind of really sort of taut thrashy sound and yeah. you've got it alongside this so it feels really snm to me well, really really SM. And, and and very quickly just to interject this is another reason why this album remains engaging for its entire length because you're the point that you're talking about there is around roughly the 48 minute mark of, of a 62 yeah. minute record and it's still introducing elements that you have not heard previously on the album just very quickly to finish up on that i described it as this sounds like imperial triumphant with an orchestra yeah mm. yeah 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 i can see that certainly there are points to that because it gets quite jazzy and bonkers yeah yeah and yeah. it coalesces really well and i think yeah. the last part um i've written aranzi pazuzu for yeah. destruction nuller yeah yeah which okay. is you know it is like it's kind of again imperial triumphant and aranzi pazuzu incredibly difficult to listen to psychedelic head fuck jazz metal odysseys that they created and but both very different bands as well really both very different and but i mean all, all three of those things sound like a demon attacking the earth yeah uh and that's sort of how the album like leaves you i think it's it's a really great way to end the record uh, it's fantastic there's a kind of chaos to the imperial triumphant style stuff um but there's that more hypnotic quality to the aranzi pazuzu style stuff and the fact that wilderman managed to marry both of those things on i mean they've split this song up into four different tracks but it's all part of the same thing basically they managed to do that basically on the same song um and pull it off to an extraordinarily high standard i would say in a manner as good as both of those bands which are both bands that we've said lots of very positive things about on the show Mm -hmm. before is extraordinary really it's it's Mm. brilliant yeah really really good yeah i think it's an, a really inc- like exceptional way to end the record i think i would have to say that four song suite at the end is my personal highlight of the record totally agreed i like the yeah. first time i listened to it i was so kind of taken aback by wall gatherer the second track which is 14 minutes long that i was like well this is the best thing on the record but um no it's it's it it, as impressive as wall gatherer is it isn't uh that that's Mm. sweet at the end if you will is absolutely phenomenal and if you just want a shorter indication of almost everything that they do and can do um listening to that those four tracks together it's probably around 20 minutes of music something along those lines just uh, under, I think. Yeah, it's a really, really good indication. Which probably it is, pardon the pun, quite a wild run, isn't it? <laughs> oh dear, I don't think I am going to pardon that. Um, okay. uh, <laughs> we should also mention the Radiohead cover. There's a bonus track. So the, the album ends. In, if you got it on, uh, well, Spotify has one version of it, and it is a version with um, two bonus tracks on the end. One of them is a cover of "Everything in Its Right Place." by radiohead yeah. now metal bands don't cover radiohead anthrax i'm looking at you <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> don't cover radiohead you, you mad idiots that would be my advice to all metal bands generally and yes wilderun have decided to ignore my advice which they didn't even know because i given it i'm giving that advice now <laughs> the album's already come out and for once they were right to ignore my someone was right to ignore my advice because 
This is a really good cover That's of a Radiohead song. Fucking brilliant. I mean, so everything for those who don't know, everything in its right place is the first track from Kid A. So the first track from a, a, a very experimental, broadly electronic album. I mean, we won't get into the full Kid A schnazzle here, but you know, and they have taken that song and turned it into this massive. Well, it's that everything in its right place with an orchestra, basically, and all this symphonic metal symphonic, banger. Yeah, it's fucking amazing amazing it's brilliant i really love the vocal approach to it because obviously the, the if tom york's got an incredibly distinctive voice tom york's got an incredibly distinctive voice which is distinct even when he's doing something weird that he's never done before which essentially is what everything in his right place is right because no one had heard radiohead sound like kid a. i remember the first time i remember getting kid a and putting it on for the first time and being like what the hell is going on yeah, here why yeah. why are you doing this i don't understand and i mean obviously years later you do listen to it and you go oh i was yeah. being a right fucking cry baby it, was, one, it, though, it but... wasn't until i saw radiohead live that i understood that material and that was mm. three or four years later three years later yeah, so. yeah uh, but you know tom york is doing something which he as a vocalist has never really done before mm-hmm. and it's been produced in a way that he had never really been produced before and it's such a uniquely iconic vocal that you just think it tackling that is a fucking massive mistake we were saying on broken records the other day about when we were talking about westlife covering frank sinatra mm. and we were like what are these fucking chances feel like they can do this mm. no one covers man no one covers man in the mirror no one covers bohemian mm. rhapsody like people just don't cover these big songs and why do they feel and i feel like everything in this right place would be one of those ones where i as a band would go i don't fucking touch it. i'm going nowhere near that and it, yet it is, this it, is a great cover uh, absolutely it is a radiohead song that whilst i think casual radiohead fans will know more the likes of karma police um fake plastic trees creep obviously um the everything in its right place is a song that radiohead often finish with uh not always but they they, I've, i've seen them finish with it a couple of times and i think for the fans it is considered one of their best songs so yeah i don't actually agree with that personally i like i think it's a very good song but 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 yes it is its reputation is immense so to cover it and Mm. pull it off and do it as well as this fair fucking play it's awesome there's better there's best briefly there's better stuff on kid a than this isn't there definitely definitely not this cover i mean then everything is right place it's not it's not the best song on kid a no no, no, i don't think definitely not uh but you know yes it's incredibly recognizable and it's so it's so odd for the time that it just feels mm. super recognizable and for world run to do it and go and you go wow that actually sounds different and yet yeah, you know it's a cover of that but they really put their own stamp on it and they don't feel overawed by it and they haven't come out of it looking like idiots which is what anthrax did when they did the bends Sadly, basically yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. anthrax stop doing covers now uh just stop um yeah i was really really impressed with this i I, I did look at it and i was like oh i saw it at the bottom of that track listing and as the album went on i was like okay this is a good album Mm. you know i'm I'm impressed by this album but i was it was there the whole time and i was like yeah yeah Uh my i nearly went because you didn't even when we were talking about it you didn't realize that you had a version which didn't have the the bonus promo tracks on. the promo version i was sent didn't have the bonus tracks on so i only actually listened to the cover once earlier today but i thought it was 
brilliant and I, and worth i mean we spent five minutes talking about the bonus track on the record but it yeah. is actually that good um i don't mm. think it's better than anything else on the album it's just really impressive no, that just, you can it's nice to hear a good cover yeah yeah, by yeah, Radiohead. yeah. yeah. who's yeah. done a good radiohead cover hardly anyone well, that's my i set. can't uh, what did she do fake plastic trees oh i don't think i've heard it uh yeah well, i mean she did it when when they were supporting her on tour back in the uh oh, yeah. little pill era as, we sp- as go to patreon.com for slash right out podcast listen to our radiohead okay computer special we mentioned that weezer did paranoid android uh, yeah well let's not <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> well what was that about <laughs> um anyway wilderin anyway um this yeah. this album is fantastic i i like it is a brilliant follow-up i've seen a few reviews suggesting that it is as good if not better than veil of imagination i will say this i personally do prefer veil of imagination because it's a bit darker and i also think it has bigger melodies on it that there are a few hooks on veil of imagination which are just so undeniable you have to work a little bit harder on this record i think which isn't necessarily which isn't necessarily a bad thing i think this is more down to taste i don't actually strictly think veil of imagination is most definitely a better record i think just for my taste i do slightly prefer veil of imagination but i think this is a brilliant brilliant follow-up to that album which was incredibly impressive as it was and in terms of you know progressive metal with synth elements and fucking classical elements and all of that sort of thing i cannot think of a band who put all of those things together quite as well as this it's brilliant I like this a lot and I haven't gone back to Veil of Imagination I have to say but from memory mm-hmm. and it is you know what I'm going to say don't you my memory is sounds like Opeth sounds like Opeth <laughs> whereas this to me sounds more like more it does still I, I think if you were to kind of do that pie chart there's still a fat fucking slice of Opeth uh, yes you know there there's still I, a big fat slice of Opeth but but there's I just don't. I the... just don't want us to be like those internet commentators who go, "Oh, well, it's just Opeth Ghost Reveries, isn't it?" As if that's a bad thing, uh, because yeah. a that's not a bad thing, and b yes, there are elements of that, but there's so much more to it as well. I feel like they the elements that um, I feel like that it was kind of dominated by the the the, the pie was sliced thicker in the favor of opeth on the previous record and i think the that's probably true more thinly sliced you've got bits of porcupine tree and metallica and you know folk metal and like whatever quartet else. in some cases yeah, there's some yeah yeah borderline porter's heady stuff you know i mean yeah, th- yeah. That, that would be a very thin slice but there is it's yeah. there you know yeah, yeah yeah and i think that just that slicing of the pie made me more interested in it overall um, got to stop talking about pie and making me hungry. We're recording this. Well, just gonna dinner. go and get yourself a. You can have a nice uh, lemon meringue pie. Oh, that'd be nice. I, I mean, I was I thinking of having a lemon meringue pie. I was thinking of having a savoury first because it is dinner time as we're recording right. this. But yeah, have a sandwich and then. I've, I I've actually had three chocolate bars before we started recording. Three? <laughs> what? Just om om om? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Just three straight down. Bosh. Twelve gone. Kit Kat done. <laughs> Star bar. Why not? done it finished that's my dinner fantastic cool uh fucking 
January diet's going well. Anyway, <laughs> fuck it. Um, yes, I think the okay, the, the cheese. Oh, definitely helping, is it? The cheese saying it's a cheese and not a pie is not helping your uh, your rumbly tummy, Renfrew. <laughs> no, anyway, go on. the pie. The pie is sliced in a much more even-handed and interesting way, which keeps me not not that I wasn't engaged in the last record because I did think the last record was good. Really good. I love Ghost Record, Ghost Reveries. It is good. <laughs> And so that that album was good, and I really really enjoyed it. I you know there there's a band coming up who we might cover who sound loads like Gojira, right? They sound like Gojira doing um, uh, uh, the the sort of earlier material. Do you know what I mean? They, they sound like from Master from Serious, Master Serious era. sort of you know maybe. Um, probably not the link really actually or, or terror incognito but yeah but they they sound like from master seriously era kajira mm. and i actually think that like i really like the album because yeah. it sounds like that and yeah, kajira yeah, don't yeah. really sound like that anymore yeah uh, but all but when we come to review it, i will just go don't this sound like kajira yeah and i kind of maybe felt a little bit that with world run it wasn't meant to be an insult whereas i do definitely think although i am still going to flag up yeah you know they sound a bit like opeth they do sound like more other things this time around and, and and i think that gives it the edge for me over the last one mm, okay i i mean i i revisited veil of imagination for this because i was like i can't remember which i prefer and and there are massive elements of opeth in both but i think i think i think that's underselling veil of imagination a little bit but basically they have released two astonishingly great records in a row um, maybe even three, because I think the one prior to Veil of Imagination, I've seen some really good notices for as well. Um, and in terms of that big, bombastic, symphonic metal stuff, it's really difficult to think of a band who does it as well as this right now. Um, would you put something like i mean i know they're more I get, i'm thinking more of the prog metal type thing like the rivers of nihil album from last year obviously was a big one wasn't it i mean I they don't really sound like this particularly but I said, well they do sound sort of they do sound bit, quite yeah. different and, and and i think really what i mean is for for mixing those three elements together so yeah okay extreme metal um or, or actually there's just a lot of just metal on or like heavy metal on this or power metal even as we said before um classical elements which i think is the that's the big one that is missing from most of these bands because that's the thing isn't there there's fuckloads of bands who mix extreme metal elements and prog but the classical elements are such a big part of that pie going back to the pie analogy that i think that is a massive massive thing that bands might pepper their sound with but it's clearly the thing that other bands understand the least in what they're doing often not always but as a generalization with wilderin there is this sense that they absolutely like understand and appreciate that music as much as an opeth you know i'm sure they ha are, are as big i'm picking this out of my ass but debussy fans as they are opeth kind of thing and you can hear that in the music so i think that's what i mean yeah definitely that. i think you get bands extreme metal bands doing classical sort of influences and you get they, they flirt with classical elements don't they? Yeah, yeah i think there are like heavy metal bands that do that kind of symphonic thing i mean i think it would be harsh on a Dimmu Borgia are a bit Disney, aren't they? I was going to say Dimmu Borgia there, but they're quite Disney. I personally, like a lot of this stuff is I personally quite think Disney. the orchestrate, like, 
I'm not trying to do Dimu down at all, but I do think, yeah, there's a Disney-esque quality, a cheesy-esque quality, which some people love, by the way, which is fine, to Dimu, which, to, to I, I mean, I find this far more impressive, um, personally. Mm. I think there's a lot more depth to this than well it's a progressive like i was gonna say extreme metal and prog fine bedfellows yeah extreme metal and symphonic elements good bedfellows symphonic metal uh symphony and prog and extreme metal not really bedfellows at all Mm. like certainly not successful ones i don't think Mm. Mm. it's uh that difficult thing of introducing a third partner into your uh, relationship that, that's it yes yes it's really, it's, it's really, the, really the throuple it's the yeah. throuple which is so impressive about this and and yeah there's plenty of yeah there's plenty of bands who do metal and symphonic elements really well or metal and prog really well and blah blah, blah. but to do all three at once you know <sighs> yeah it's very cool this record it's very very cool so fair play to will to run the album is called epigony that's what we're saying. A pigony, epigon. A pigony. People are going to be fucking livid that we haven't said epigon. I reckon it is. I'm a saying epigony. a pig. I reckon it's a pigony. Yeah, I reckon it's a pigony. Yeah. Yeah. Still, I mean, if we've got it wrong, obviously that means you can disregard everything we've just said about this album because you know, we clearly don't know what we're talking. You about. You don't know what you're on about. Yeah. If you mispronounce something, yeah. you fucking nerds. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> We'll see you next time. We'll see you uh, for the weekly show, Right Act, every Friday. Um, we're talking about something to do with the world of music. Go over to patreon.com forward slash Right Act podcast where you can get our classic album series, our writers, reviews. You can pick an album for Renfrew and I to cover. You can listen to our stuff. And we'll be back with a lot more reviews. There's plenty of stuff coming out. Corn, Venom Prison, Black Country, New Road. Uh, Rolo Tomasi there's loads of loads and loads of things coming up early on in the, in this part of 2022 so we're going to be trying to smash out as many of these as we can so thank you very much for listening and we'll see you then <laughs>